Hey y'all, it's a podcast called Fresh. It's me, it's me, it's M-A-P. He gets it more than the rest of you. He's better at this than you. Yo, what up? It's your boy, Miles Amadeus. Proud we're here. Back with a special as Bane would say. My ears are burning. Hunkered in the bunker edition of a podcast called Fresh. With that said, no, Isla Powell just finished recording. They are hunkered in the bunker. So I don't know when that's dropping since I drop every other week. More than likely, it'll drop before you hear this. So check that out. It's like a podcast or whatever. Tell them I sent you. So what's going on with y'all? How you doing? Of course, you know, everybody here, we all know enough about this whole coronavirus thing. You already know what it is. I'm not about to get into it. I don't know how I feel about it. It's a part of me that feels some kind of conspiracy in this or something. Or more so of how the government's going to benefit from it. More of it's a conspiracy. At this point, I really don't care. Just worried about my family. Worried about myself. I work at a hospital. I, as you guys know, live in Michigan, the greatest state, I mean, greatest city in the world, Detroit. And unfortunately, even if they do shut the entire fucking state down, my stank ass will still have to go to work. The whole thing is very disheartening for me and it's very irritating because it's like, okay, I do floors. I'm not a nurse, I'm not a nurse's aide. None of that shit. I shine floors, I clean floors, I vacuum, I shampoo carpets. I clean furniture. That's that's what I do. I'm like, y'all don't need all of us here. Nah, I'm looking. We got a little huddles and little meetings, you know, when you started your shift and shit. First thing I'm looking, it's fucking 15 people. They said avoid groups of 10. These niggas ain't six feet apart. What the fuck is going on? Everybody laughing like, ha, ha, ha. No, I'm dead fucking ass serious. You know, your wife is like, chill out. And, you know, for the most part, I'm not really bugging, but I'm bugging because... I know if something happens to me, my job's not going to bend over backwards for me. You know, here in Michigan, and of course, from a lot of other places around the country, there's no school. They, they cancel school indefinitely or whatever. So a lot of parents, and it's like I tell my wife, I'm blessed I work. My wife does not. So when I'm at work, my wife is home with my children. I feel sorry for because, you know, most single parents are hell. You got two parents that work and they might both work the morning shift because the kids are at school. You know. Then now you fucked because your job's not going to change your shift. Your job's not going to care. My job's like, hey, you know, we understand you got kids in school and shit, but uh, we still going to write your ass up. They don't give a fuck. So why should I give a fuck about them? You know, and it's real messed up because it's like I was telling, you know, telling my man, dear, what up, Tyrone Draxton, that it's messed up that I have to go to work. Whether this shit is, is is a fucking conspiracy and I hear people dying or whether it's not. Let's just let's just say this shit is a real serious pandemic as if they're painting it out to be. Nigga, I have to risk my life to go to work. Not because I want to. Not really because I need to. But because the people I have to pay rent and bills to. Not so much the people I pay rent to. Because I get that. But the bills and all the other things, too, which I'm sure all the motherfuckers ain't at work. That's why I have to risk my life or my health or potentially endangering my children. And not just me, anybody. And that's real fucked up. 
They're not trying to work with you. I can see the motherfuckers at my job with some shit like, hey, we, we, we knock all y'all down to part times. We don't need y'all niggas. You work part time. We cash you out in the rest of your hours. You work a half a shift. We pay four hours. All right, that's cool. There's something along those lines until this shit get figured out. That would be ill. Motherfuckers ain't trying to do that shit. You know? And that also brings me over to another thing. And it's just funny. I didn't know about, I guess they talk about like price gouging or whatever it is or raising. I didn't, I didn't know that shit was illegal. I haven't done it. I heard about a white dude who went and spent like, what, 18 G's on hand sanitizer and shit. Not as motherfucker going to jail. And it's funny to me because everybody's talking about how, how foul he is and how evil he is. And my thing is, I don't see anything wrong with what he did at all. I'm not, you know, y'all can take it from here. Not often you're going to hear maps taken up for white people. But I don't think he did anything wrong. I think what that motherfucker did is the most fucking American thing ever. Really. I mean, a country founded on raping, slavery, and murder. You know, what's more American than having the cure for something that people need and raising the prices of it when not making it free? Personally. You know what I'm saying? That's that's fucking that was that capitalism at its best. I would believe that is because I mean, I don't see anything. I would see something wrong with it if he was a corporation or a company that everyone had to deal with and go through to get this. And you had no other way to go around it. And yet it's fucked up. He's just one man. I don't care if he's selling them bitches for gold bars. You don't have to buy them from that nigga. I, I, don't, I don't see a problem. It's just like if a weed man was like, I'm charging a hundred a gram. Don't buy from them. That's all it is. I, I don't. I don't get it. It's like okay, y'all tripping. Like I got an iPhone. I know a lot of y'all got an iPhone. Do you think what the fuck you pay for that iPhone is what it's worth, or what it costs to make said iPhone, or anything? The equipment I'm recording this shit on now. The fucking chair I'm sitting on. Is any of this shit fucking you, you paid for it? What it costs to make it? Chances are no, because the basis of fucking business or and or economics, you're at the very least charge double what it makes for you to make that shit so you can make it again and profit something at the least. And these people are smart. So, you know, ain't no fucking way in the world. No iPhone costs 500 some dollars to make. But they charge you a thousand damn near for that bitch, though. Right. But that's not the same thing. Xboxes, PlayStations, all this shit. Just like when people bought up all the switches. You can't get them. It's out. I charge four hundred dollars for a switch. You don't have to buy it, nigga. Wait and try to get one at Target. I I don't see what the problem is. I really don't. And with that, let's 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 move along to this whole thing with the toilet paper and everything. I I don't get it. Okay, I'm not even about to get into the whole point how buying toilet paper is stupid. And, and you know, kudos to my nigga Hannibal Burris, who pointed that out a long time ago. It was the perfect business structure or strategy or whatever. He was like, you make a whole bunch of toilet paper. It don't go bad. He said, don't even matter if you make great toilet paper. Somebody's going to buy that shit. You're going to walk past like, dang, I only got a dollar. Shit, three rolls for a dollar? I'll fuck with it. He said, you just make it and then you just wait because they'll come to you. I'd be damned that nigga wasn't right. But yeah, and it's funny to me that everybody's out here talking about, yeah, we got to come together. And what about, look at these old people. They don't have this and that. And then, you know. What America have you been living in? America I've been living in is fuck you pay me. The same America that knows this is this is India and still calls Native Americans Indians. That America. 
The same America that fucking glorified Christopher Columbus, even though they know and everybody's like, fuck that guy, that America. The same America that has massive racism and black people still today dying like hotcakes and being hung. But we're all supposed to look out for you for fucking other. One of us is killed as a black man. I don't see none of y'all motherfuckers tripping. I'm not even talking primarily to white people. I'm blaming everybody. When I got a problem, my people got a problem. Don't nobody give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. When all these fucking Trump supporters are telling niggas to go home, deport whoever this and that. But when shit hits the fan, and when I know shit is going good, you don't give a fuck about me. I don't give a fuck. I'm supposed to care about you. When shit hits the fan, I don't give a fuck about nobody in general. Hell, I don't give a fuck about nobody in general anyway. I don't give a fuck. When shit hits the fan, everybody's a fucking, uh, is a threat to my existence. I don't give a fuck. And at that time, I'm supposed to think of you? Psh, hit you with the beatbox. Psh, 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 fuck that. I, I don't, I don't know where that come from. That's crazy. And maybe I'm bugging y'all, but yeah, I mean, America showed me what the fuck they think about me and people who look like me or people who are similar to me. Side note with that, we're seeing white supremacy groups are talking about using coronavirus to use against black people. But I'm supposed to care about other people when half of these motherfuckers were all for a racist president. I'm not just saying that nigga's racist. All the motherfuckers run for president. It's pretty much the same with you upholding a fucking evil government. It's a whole other conversation, man. I'm saying about to get on you like that right now. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, it's like, I don't, I don't, um, I don't know, but hey, we're going we gonna to take a break right here, man. I'm going to get back to you. We're going to continue this rant. All right. Blow it up. My daddy's podcast is called Hyphenation. It's the world's greatest podcast. Barack Obama proved. On Hyphenation, my daddy talks about all kinds of cool things. And sometimes I'm on the podcast, too. Sometimes he has his friend Marcus on. Sometimes he stays up really late and he's tired the next day. But it's worth it. But he loves his podcast, and I love his podcast. So I really want you to listen to Hyphenation. So Daddy doesn't get sad. He really doesn't get sad, though, because he has me. Oh, wait, please listen to Hyphenation. Thanks, y'all. I love the podcast, so please, please, please try to join but if you know him. Oh, perfect. Thank you. Can we hear it now? Do, 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 do. A podcast called Fresh. Hey! We back with a podcast called Fresh. All black. Deku's daddy. I am here! Let's get it. Well, continuing the conversation with the whole, um, coronavirus and whatnot. I told y'all last episode, my aunt had passed and I was working on trying to get down there. And I'm sure as you guys can um, guess it, I didn't go. I was not able to go. Couldn't travel. And because of the, you know, funeral gathering, they had to cancel it. So it was very fucked up. Very fucked up. You know what I'm saying? But it's no but. It's very fucked up. So I was, you know, I was and am bummed about that. I feel bad. It's really messed up. You know, my auntie deserved better than that. We weren't super duper close. Not saying I had any problems with her. You know, I wish I could have been closer. And looking back now, I realize and see she was trying to get closer to me. And I kind of feel guilty about being, you know, real socially awkward because I have a real big aversion to small talk. You know, like, hey, this and that, blah, blah, blah. I just, 
And I don't mean to be rude to people when I feel really bad and I look back and see how I could have maybe been screwed or viewed as being rude, you know, and I hope she didn't see it that way. And, you know, just talking to my cousins, you know, my two favorite cousins, shit, they, you know, like my favorite people, damn it, you know, but just talking to them and it just hit me, you know, I'm thinking about it and I realized that, you know, my aunt had sent for me to come down there like a year or so ago. And then me and my family went and to visit again, like a year after that, she had a really big house and we could stay in it and stuff. And she, she told me to come visit her and I did, you know, I pay what I came, blah, blah, blah. I want to see them babies. You know, this is for my son was born. I had just had my uh, second youngest, Zira, who I named after my grandmother, who had just passed. And it was funny because the whole time we was there, Zira didn't want to be touched by nobody. They went about, she screamed at everybody. You tried to pick her up, she screamed. You walked past, she looked at you and screamed. And she had a walker and she chased you and screamed. So I felt really bad about that because, you know, my aunt was cool. And at that time, she was sick, you know. And I didn't know how to interact or say stuff. So I tried, I mean, I tried to make sure she knew I was thankful and I loved her. But I don't know. Again, I got to tell y'all, I got a weird way of viewing shit. So I'm not about to be repeating that shit again. But this whole thing just made me, you know, just left a really bad taste in my mouth and just looking at my family. And what I just said about my aunt, I have an aunt in state here. And I have two uncles on my mom's side who live in the same city as me. My aunt lives in another city in the same state. My cousin Landa and my aunt who just passed both live in Georgia. My aunt saw all of my kids except my son who was born five months ago. That's right, y'all. Decker was five months. And... My cousin Landa flew up here to be here the day Deku was born. Well, what was it? Yeah, the day yeah, the day he was born, she was, she was up here. And, well, no, he came early, so like a couple of days after, which it all worked out. But yeah, she flew up here. She, my cousin Landa, has seen all of my children, with each one of them being born. If she could, she was there when they were born, around the time they were born, or something like that. Or she always made sure she sent something. You know, and it just kind of made me, as wife would say, feel a certain kind of way. Just, you know, my aunt came up here when my second oldest was, my second oldest was born, you know. But I got two uncles here. They don't come see me, you know. And one of them, I know that nigga don't give a fuck about me. Like, I know he don't. So it's cool. I'm cool with that. I know that nigga don't give a fuck if I live or die. I don't take it personally because the nigga don't, you know. It's nothing personal. But just the whole thing with the family, and it just got me pissed because I'm looking at this shit and like, oh, you know, I was more sad. Well, I'm also sad my aunt died, but I was also sad that it was like I know with her death, the family wasn't coming together again. And this funeral and it double hurts because it's not a funeral. So niggas will never come together again, more than likely until another one of us die. Then, you know, the people who talk about one of my uncles wasn't going to make it. And, you know, it's just weird. People are with travel just everybody's hangups we all got hangups you know i'm no better but you know and it just made me think it is like i just you know i know if you're not gonna go to your sister's funeral or if your mama whoever like close to you like that nigga you ain't coming to my funeral 
you know, and that kind of make you like, dang, man, these niggas used to watch me grow up, you know, and taught me shit and gave me life lessons, you know, and now it's like, I text one of my uncles or somebody like that, niggas don't hit me back, and we got this big group chat, and it's just whack to me, and it's fake to me, you know, because it's just like, you know, I I don't really, that's why I don't like family get-togethers a lot, because a lot of it is fake, because most motherfuckers don't keep in touch, so, it's like a whole bunch of motherfuckers be like, oh, shit, oh, I missed you, even though we ain't never talked in five years. Yeah, I love you. But it's like, nigga, that's fake. You know what I'm saying? And I get it, and I take it for what it is, and it's like, if, if it's just, hey, you know, we ain't close like that, that's cool. I get it. You know? But it's like, for me, for, I feel like, for me, I was the only person when my grandma was on some, you know, Florida Evans shit. You know, when times get hard, when I'm not here, y'all got to become together like a fist. You know, telling me if they beat up if your cousin get in a the fight, they better have beat the fuck out of you. All right. You know, I was the nigga who, who stood by. I still stand by this shit. When my grandma died, fuck it. I'm naming my daughter after her. Ain't nobody else do that shit but me. Am I saying pat me on the back? No. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying that's that's what I think. That's what love is. You know, and I said it before. I couldn't do nothing for her. She used to give me everything. Fool, and I didn't want much. So I give her immortality. I'll make it so you never have to stop saying her name. But it's just, I just get disappointed when I look at shit and I realize that, nigga, how clicky families can be. And it's like, I look at it like, nigga, ain't we all working towards the same common goal as the family? We all better ourselves and help each other. And it's how the whole thing comes together because we're all part of something bigger than us, like a fucking anthill, a colony of ants. You know what I'm saying? It's to see shit get so fucked up when a couple of people die. Niggas quit coming together. Then me with my analytical ass got me thinking, is it niggas just didn't love each other? Did, did you loved grandma and my auntie this much to come together? Niggas got all these problems and this shit is weird to me. I grew up the only child. You know? So, I used to wish I had siblings. So, and I used to think that was the illest shit ever. Like, hey, this is an in-house best friend. Oh, cool. What do you got in common? Nigga, who are your two favorite people in the world? My mom and dad. Two things. What's that? One, they're mine too. Second of all, my favorite people too. And guess what? What? You get cut and eat blood in the organ? Nigga, I got you. Sweet. I thought that shit was the illest shit ever. I never had it. And it's just crazy to think. Not all my aunts and uncles, everybody got these fucking petty hoe ass problems. But when niggas die, the same niggas you got problems with, when that nigga die, you be sobbing like a bitch. I don't get it. It's like I was telling my wife, you know, I understand hate. I understand love. That in between that shit, I don't get. Does not compute. Either you want to kill me or you want to help me. I don't, I, anything between that, I don't know what the fuck I need it for. What's the purpose? You know. And it's so easy. I just want to say, fuck everybody. You know what I'm saying? Don't talk to nobody and shit. But I made my boy promise. I made you borrow your promise. So I'm going to keep it. So I'm not going to try. And I, I originally had every intent on here just to get on here and just to spaz and get angry. And it's so funny. It just hit me now. I made him a promise and I'm going to keep it. But, you know, I just feel with the whole thing. And it's like with me. I got my ass whooped growing up. My old man used to whoop my ass and, you know, um, check this time real quick. 
You know what I'm saying? And like I never knew it. <laughs> I never do that shit. You know what I'm saying? It's funny while I was with my ex, I fucking spashed on her ass. Who's having a conversation? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah, because everybody knows sometimes you got a line and your dad got to fucking strip you and beat you with an extension cord. <laughs> Nigga was like, what? Yeah, you know, in the basement. Nah, nigga. You ain't at all? Like, n- 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 nobody but me? Come on, man. Come on, Ty. I know, I know you had that. Like, nigga, I'm going to punch me in the face. I'm gonna, I ain't never had that shit. I'm like, oh, so I'm back in back seat trying to think of a joke. Like, yeah, because, uh, oh, my feelings hurt. I don't, I don't know how, what, what feeling to go to next. Then at the time, my girlfriend was like, it's okay, baby. You know, it's not your fault you were abused. It's like a Dave Chappelle skit. No, I won't settle down. Not this time. What, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's fast to the rest. But anyway, I all that shit to say this. That. Because of what I went through, I'm happy where I went through what I went through because for my kids, I know definitely what not to do. Talking to my cousin Mel, him dealing with bitches, shit this nigga has told me. I've avoided so much shit from this nigga's advice and experience and stories this nigga has told me and shit. You know what I'm saying? So... I feel I, with my kids, I tell them shit that's happened to me. I tell them things I've learned. I tell them shit that I fucked up on and be real about it. So you can learn from my mistakes. My goal is when you get out into the world, nigga, you are starting off where I am now mentally. Like I want to download my mind into you. You keep yourself, but just all my experience on some matrix shit. So nigga, you going on the better version of me, the best. And then add that to the fucking family structure. Everybody's doing that shit to the fucking next generation. We're all putting ourselves what we know into the next generation. So like they would do that to me and my cousins. Then we do that to our kids and they do that. So like each generation is fucking better. That's, that's what I thought this whole fucking thing is for, you know? I learned about how not to do all these different kind of drugs and shit from talking to certain people, my mom and people who kept it real with me. Hey, niggas, alcoholism in our family. Hey, boy, you got an addictive nature. How you know? Because we all do. You ever had something you really didn't care about, but you couldn't stop looking for? Like, yeah, yeah, that's that's you get that from us. Like, oh, I didn't know that. Find out, nigga, diabetes running your family. Really? Diabetes. And I just, you know, got mad. And I, you know, it's just, I just feel like it's the, the previous generation. For a lot, I'm not saying everybody. Just a lot of families and stuff. It's like, nigga, what the fuck are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Even when I see my little cousins, I try to drop random knowledge on these niggas. Jewels. Introduce them to different shit that they might not know about. Just so I could try to stimulate your mind. Give you some little flavor, something to make, you know, add something to you. You take that shit and run away. God, I didn't think about writing rhymes and shit. My cousin put, put me up on that shit. Hell, when I was little, I didn't think I could draw until I saw my cousin Mel draw. I never thought I could, not I just saw Mel could do it. He's my cousin. I can do it. Fuck it. And I just did. Wasn't later on in life that I found out you were just lucky you could have the talent to draw. But yeah, you know, I'm not going to keep riffing on that because I can go forever. We're going to take a break and get back to meat and potatoes. So to speak, it is. It's a podcast called Fresh. It's your boy Maps. Blurred up. What's good? My name's Quentin. 
and I'm the newest sponsor of a podcast called Fresh. I'm sure you're asking yourself, what did this brother do? I'm glad you're thinking that. I reduce the stress as well as provide good mental health to the community. That's right. Your boy Q sells medical cannabis. And before you go judging, we live in Detroit, so it's legal here. I got Kush, OG, OG Kush, Diesel, Diesel Kush, Undertaker, Undertaker Kush, even some of that HBK too. We got that Trump Kush. You know that shit smells good good, but smokes like Reggie's. We got that Pokemon Kush for you niggas playing Sword and Shield. I even got the rare shiny Pokemon Kush too. So hit me up on Facebook or get my number from Miles. Thanks for your time. I'm Quentin. We do it for the culture and not for the vultures. <laughs> it's a podcast called Fresh. Yo, what up? APCF. Like DJ Khaled, we the best. <laughs> Anyway, yo, before I forget, probably going to hopefully see what this nigga handsome Peyton is talking about. But I was supposed to have sent something to him for Black History Month for my black, what was a uh, black history moment or something like that. So I'm going to do it here. And then I'm going to send it to him. Hopefully he puts it on his. Maybe he won't because niggas don't, you know, niggas be hating. <laughs> so I'm going to say it now. One of my proudest personal black history moments think I was like I had to been like maybe eight maybe nine my dad had got me he had surprised me because he'd be at work when I got up in the morning and he had a note and some tickets on the table he said yeah I was in the bathroom and I came out and this white dude bumped into me and I was like hey watch out dog I don't play that junk and he said oh, I don't want no problem brother here take these tickets and the guy's name was Hulk so it was tickets to Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair in a steel cage match. Now, this is every time I tell the story is funny because I feel old because this is back when they had the blue <laughs> steel cages. Most of y'all keep like, what the fuck? Look back, it's the old school blue joints. Yeah. So anyway, my dad took me. This is the first wrestling event I ever went to. I think about it, the only wrestling event I ever been to. Um, with that is because I don't ever really want to go live. Times I was going to go live, something happened, but for the most part, I just can't suspend my belief or disbelief enough in person. Like once I see the cameras and shit, I couldn't do it. Like it's hard enough. And with that, yeah, I don't know if y'all, you know, with this coronavirus and shit, y'all keeping up with this shit. How they got uh, you know, wrestling the empty rings. I can't, I can't do that shit. It just looks like angry practicing. But anyway. So we go to the match and, you know, I think it's at the old Joe Lou arena. And so we get there and I'm so fucking proud of what my old man. This is when I, before I knew the nigga had flaws. He was fucking invincible, working fucking 30 hours a day, every day. And he, I hardly ever saw the old man. He was working that much. So nigga, I was on fucking the top of the world. I was fucking standing on the top. Mm-mm. On the top looking down, bitch. That's how I felt. You know what I'm saying? Well, my old man, he got me tickets at this time. I was so dumb, I thought he actually scared Hulk Hogan into giving him the tickets. So, <laughs> yeah, I really believe that shit. So, anyway, we go to the match and we're watching it. And it's this whole thing with Ric Flair. And basically, it was this angle that had with like Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Yeah, this shit is fucking old. It was like, turned heel and was gonna like snuff Hulk Hogan or some shit he was just masked man so anyway we're watching the match and I can't see 
because I am short. So my dad tells me to, uh, where did he tell me? To stand up. He said, go, go, go stand on, uh, in a, you know, a little between the rows. Stand up. Watch it. So I can do that. Pay good money, boy. Hell yeah. All right, cool. I'll go and get it to you, but you know, whatever. So I'm standing there and there's this fat white dude behind me like, hey, sit down, kid. And I'm like, oh, shit, a white man said something and yelled it. It's got to be serious. So I'm about to go sit down. My dad said, hey, boy, sit right there. Don't you move. But that white man, who your daddy? Y- you are. Don't you don't you move. You sit there and you watch. Hey, sit down, kid. Sit down. Hey. And he just yelling at me and my dad said, don't you move. You stand right there. That man going to hit. If he doing, I, I, I got you. All right. And that man was so mad. His face was turning red. And my, my daddy was like, hey, shut up. My boy watching that match. You stand up and you watch him. You watch if he in your way. And at the point I was like, fuck, literally I was like seven, eight. You know what I'm saying? So maybe next time, eight, nine. But that that was one of my proudest moments that my father stood up to the tyranny of one random white man to to protect my right to watch two white men fight in a cage for my amusement. I think my ancestors look down and smile on that. Pretty sure it's the kind of way I could tie a racist Hulk Hogan joke into this, but I don't give a fuck too. I don't give a fuck. But yeah, that was uh one of my proudest moments in my life. And um Yeah. Um sorry it was late, but that's that. Segway to this, another subject I was talking to people about in this Facebook course. It was the Blurred Core. Facebook group I'm in, it's pretty cool. Uh, I was just talking to them about how, like, um, it came down and we were talking about Miss Marvel and shit. And I'm just saying to people how I just don't get, you know, I'm not knocking people like this. We like 40 year old men. And I'm not saying you shouldn't read it. I'm trying to understand the interest that you have in reading this title. What, what brings you in? Cause like I would have to, it would be a labor t- for me to read this. I don't say that as trying to knock you or say you're belief me or nothing. I'm trying to understand. Just like I used to never understand screw music. My man had to like bang me over the head with that shit. And one day he got me really fucked up and I was playing that shit. And I was like, oh my God, this is the illest shit fucking ever. He's like, now you get it. I'm like, yes, I do. I jam that shit on the regular. You know what I'm saying? What it do? Anyway, but yeah, I was just talking about that. And um, it's just... You know, we had a conversation. I just said a lot of shit just doesn't move me. I don't see how you niggas find this shit interesting. So, who's talking? And I found out some interesting shit. Like, they, this one dude was just saying he just takes things as they are. And I'm like, I don't know how to do that. Like, my, I read something and my mind automatically goes to, this is probably about to happen. Or they're most likely going to do this. Or it's working probably towards that. Can't help it. He's like, I don't do that. I just take it for what it is. Another dude was talking about, like, I'll just read it just because it's black, you know. And we talked about that before. But I just thought that was interesting, like, how it's really hard for me. And I was talking to Bubba. We was talking about, you know, Queen and Slim. And then we had watched Us. And we just thought they were just both very, just very disappointed movies. It's just just a little bit of consistent logic is all I'm asking for, you know. Maybe I'm not, I'm the only person who think, like, really, nigga. You're just going to empty the whole clip on Superman. Oh, yeah, now you're going to throw the gun because the bullets didn't work. So 
Obviously, hey, what the hell? Throw the gun, right? Yeah. What are the odds? Maybe hit him in the eye. You know. But that's just me. I thought that was interesting or whatever. So, but yeah, I don't know. And if that, I don't know if, you know, of course, guys, hit me up a podcast called fresh at gmail.com. Podcast called fresh at facebook.com. Also on Instagram, I think um, I'm a dead miles on Twitter. Let me know what you think, you know. Is it just me or just because uh, it's like, I don't know. And I don't want to make everything kill, 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 murder, 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 because I'm a grown man. And it's got to be what it's like. All right. I remember the first time I read Identity Crisis. Oh, man, I shit was, it just blew my mind because it tied up so many tropes and things that I didn't even realize I was just glossing over. You know, like when they find out the hero's identity, then the next episode, a couple of issues that like they never fucking talk about that shit again. And I was like, that is a good fucking point. You know, and how they had the whole thing like, nigga, do you think they just forget? We make these niggas forget. We mind wipe their ass. You think we can fight crime forever? They don't never mess around and find our identity? I was like, damn, that's real. It brought a whole other thing than me even thinking about. You know, then how like, uh, just how that whole, and y'all should read that. You know, Identity Crisis, dope, dope trade paperback. Check it out. Go buy it. Buy two. But it's like stuff like that. Or it's like, you know, I'm watching reading Full Metal Alchemist and I got an idea where it's going to go, but I don't know how. You know, and again, to pull back further, it's to, you know, the whole don't have to be kill, 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 murder, murder. I've been finding out with a lot of games I've been playing. I've been enjoying the fuck out of my Switch. I've had more fun playing Pokemon and ironically Animal Crossing, a new one, New Horizon. Plug. I've been enjoying the fuck out of it. Just, I get fucked up and play. It's a good, wholesome fun. That's good, just to, you know, to get my mind away. And when I'm feeling depressed, as whack as it is, I don't feel like killing shit. You know, sometimes it's cool just to be like, "What are you about to do? I'm about to uh, plant some trees and fucking um, get some seashells and shit." <laughs> oh man, you know, but I don't know. But I guess what I we're gonna take it to break here. I feel like I'm doing that shit like every five fucking minutes. I don't know. But they saying take a break here, so we're going to come back, and then we're going to have the tail end of this episode. I'm your boy Miles. I'm a Dead Prower, a.k.a. All Black. This is a podcast called Fresh, part of the Hyphen Podcast Group. Sincerely, thank you for listening. This is not pandering. I fucking mean that shit. Thank you all. And of course, yes, I know it's... Was it Promare or Promare? Whatever it is that that fucking doc. I didn't even know she was on the episode. She hacked that shit. I didn't find out about that shit. Y'all found out about that shit. And it's Ginning, not Jenning. I know. I've been catching shit for it. Podcast call for us. We'll be back, y'all. Blow it up. My name is Miles Amadeus Prower. I have what I believe is a pretty cool podcast that you probably never heard of. I Black Man Podcast is a view of a white world, seen with the aid of a black light and a little humor to help you cope. So check out the I Black Man Podcast on iTunes and anywhere you listen to podcasts. This is the I Black Man Podcast, offensively black. Kitty's my pot pan. It's a podcast called Fresh. Hey yo, 
It's a podcast called Fresh Bitch. <laughs> Your boy Maps is in here. A little bit buzz. We'll be knocking this out. All right, so we at the uh, part most of y'all come here for the reviews. So let's get straight to it. Our first review is a comic called Stealth, issue one by Image Comics. It is written by, I think, Costa. And I guess it's a little bit to say it's done by Costa, Belgarde, and Bond villain. A bon villain? I don't know. I'm probably butchering it, but yeah. So I, I peeped it because I seen the cover and it said Detroit and I just saw a superhero dude and I was just like, I'm so. Anyway, straight off the top, I like the first little page to show a little skyline of the city and a little text it got at the top of a little, you know, it says Detroit mocks all attempts to save itself, which I think is pretty poetic, especially right now. So, you know, um, today's date is. Screw this series shit. Pardon me. Today's date is the 23rd of March, just a couple hours ago. Whole bunch of coonery and buffoonery in the city of Detroit. Uh, maybe it was yesterday. I'm not sure when it was. I want to say it was today. People Facebook lived a fucking fight. All these people met up in this area during this fucking epidemic, pandemic, whatever it is, and fought. Sooner or later, there was another live of a whole bunch of people out in Detroit. There's like 40 cars almost just doing donuts in the middle of the street for no reason. Stuff like that comes to mind. But, um, yeah, it, it hurt my feelings <laughs> in the first page. It also made me laugh. That, But I thought, you know, it it, it was kind of cool, you know. they uh One of the first scenes I thought it was kind of cool, they got stealth. I guess the superhero, he's saving, I guess, a guy who's getting robbed in a store. I guess it's like maybe a cleaner or something like that. And I like the fact that, you know, why he's whooping this dude's ass. Because pretty much from what I'm seeing, stealth is like some kind of like a black Iron Man. You know what I'm saying? So while he's whooping the dude's ass, he like takes him and throws him through a huge storefront window. You know what I'm saying? Glass window. And I think it was dope that the store owner was like, dude, repairing that window is more than the money he just stole out of my cash register. Why did you do that? And I always thought that shit was interesting because it's like people fight crime and shit, but no one ever thinks about it. No insurance covers that shit. Yeah, we just take that out of your vigilante fee. You know, I always thought that was that was pretty cool. I also think another thing that was pretty cool with this comic, and there's not a lot to say about it, and I apologize for that because it's just one issue and it's really short. It's not even that much for me even to go in and try to deep dive on or anything of that nature. But the premise is pretty cool. The superhero has dementia. So that's something interesting. And it's kind of, I'm not going to say near and dear to me because, you know, dementia is not near and dear to anyone. But my grandmother, she had dementia. So, eh, you know, it's kind of interesting to me. I'm not saying I'm touchy. It's just, you know, interesting to me. So that's a whole cool premise in itself. Totally a fresh take. I haven't heard anything about that before. And it ends with, um, of course, y'all know how we do spoilers. It ends with him fighting, like, you know, some people. And it's funny because it's dated as hell. Like, where's Reagan? What have you done with the president? And like at the end, he figures he finds out he's been whooping the dog shit out of his son. Who, you know, a grown man. But he's whooping the shit out of his son. He's like, oh, though, you know, the aliens will come and fix me, you know. It was a pretty cool comic. I, um, the art, I, w- I would give it out of a five. I'd give it like three. I'd give it three out of five. I really, I really don't even want, I can't, I don't want to grade this comic. 
because it's just the first issue. That's not really fair. So I'm going to just say, will I come back and will I check this out? Yes. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to come back, check this one out. Moving right along. We have Falcon and Winter Soldier number one. This one is written by Derek Landy. The artist is Frederico Vincentini. The color artist is Matt Miller. The letterer is VC's Joe Camaragna. There we go. Yeah, graphic designer is Carlos Ladd. Assistant editor, Shannon Andrew Ballististros. I'm butchering your name and I'm sorry. Editor is Alana Smith, and editor-in-chief is C.B. Sebuliski. Sure, I butchered that too, but I wanted to give you guys your props. This comic is pretty cool, not too much. I can um, I can probably judge it more so on the, the, the history of the two characters and stuff, so I can do a little more of a deeper dive with this than I could the prior one. Um, first, first off the bat, I think I don't know why I can't prove it or explain why I find it so very fitting that Bucky lives in Indiana. I don't I don't know why. It just seems right to me and fitting. With that said, Midwest, what up? As we go on. I said it first, man, and I say it again. I'm I'm guessing this is what they doing with this whole with this whole thing they got going for with uh, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier is the buddy cop. With the buddy cop it's is, you know, they friends, but they not really friends. You know what I mean? But it's like they they friends, but you, you see what I'm saying. I like it. I like I like the art. I like you know. It's just you know, it's good. I'm not saying it's great, but it's it's okay. You know what I'm saying? I don't know about. It's just for me, it's weird. I like Falcon. I think he's a cool guy. I'm not too thrilled with the character in general, other than the fact that Cap fucks with him. And I'm not just saying that to say, oh, you know, the white guy validates the black guy. Nah, you know what I'm saying. It's just that nigga's powers and shit. It's just nothing ill to me. Like when a nigga became Cap. I mean, I get the fact the nigga kept the wings, but I fucks with the character. You know what I'm saying? But his new uniform, I, I don't, I don't know how I feel about it. And I guess I like at the la- it's just I don't know. I've never really been a fan of his uniforms ever. You know, but maybe that's just him. And it's just some people you just don't like their shit. And it's not you know you can't love everything about it. But I will say this though: his outfit, his uniform makes sense. You know, so basic story of this is like, uh, I guess, um, some people like, I guess, Bucky's where he also I think it's funny that they pointed out that Bucky is getting extorted by the American government that, they, uh, like, you know, they're saying for all the shit that nigga did while he was the winter soldier, he has to do work for them to pay off that shit. So I guess like the people he works with, his handlers or whatever like that, they got wiped the fuck out. So then they come to his house. They're trying to take him out. He fights off, beats everybody out, chases his punk ass cat and escapes. Ironically, you know, Falcon is going through some shit of his own. Um, his one of his people is missing. They tie whatever they're doing, ties back to cross his paths, goes to this office. Everybody's fucking dead. He's dead. They try to figure out what happens. They go to, I guess, um, somebody who works there that where uh, my man Bucky knows. Long story short, some shit happens. This is a pretty cool introduction of um, this character called the Natural. I think you think he's cool, a little bit of potential, but you know it's too early to tell. It's just uh, to me, you know what I'm saying. The Natural is somebody I'm hoping they do more with, and it's somebody you could develop over time. You know what I'm saying? A lot of potential. 
he's kind of like a brother blood kind of cat, kind of cat. You know what I'm saying? But he just, you know, he straight whooped their ass. And also, I think it was funny that after thoroughly whooping their ass and finding out that this dude, the natural, was the one. He's a he's a teen, like a young teen kid who killed all these people. Bucky was the first one to start and fighting to kill. <laughs> I thought that was funny. That was about it. It's not again first issue. Not a lot to go on. I admit that I do want to see how the story plays out, but I'm probably I'm probably going to give it a few months and then come back and just binge it. It's not enough to make me go, ooh. But it's just interesting. You know, check it out definitely, you know, if not just for the fucking Falcon. So anyway, we get into, oh, man, I can't say fucks. First of all, shout out to my man. What's his name uh, on Facebook? Deron Blood, I believe his name is. Shout out to this brother. He put me up on Nighthawk. I did not know who the fuck Nighthawk was. Fuck everybody who I know who even knew anything about this shit. It didn't fucking tell me. Dog. Dog. Man, this shit is dope. I reviewed Nighthawk Hate Makes Hate. Straight paperback. It's written by David F. Walker, who also is writing another comic that I'm going to try to review. Bitterroot popping right now a lot of people are liking it i gotta see what they talking about but writer david f walker colorist tamara bond villain uh letterers vcs joe camaranga and travis lanham assistant editor christina harrington editor katie kubert senior editor mark panicia i'm gonna roll with that all right now again one more time shout out to my man for putting me up on this. You're my boy, bro. Man, I was pulled in from page one. I'm just pissed I didn't know anything about this. So anyway, I guess uh Night Hawk is from another earth, another dimension or something. And it's dope and it's weird and I feel sorry that as soon as I see him, I think Court of Owls. He looks like talent. You know what I'm saying? Straight up the whole album and that's probably why I didn't read it when it was out now I think about it. Because he looked like talent. You know, and I didn't know he was black. So this dude is like a black Batman. I fucks with him, you know. But other than that, you know, I love this comic. I love this trade paperback. I love this character. I mean, the first couple pages, man, he beats up a cell of terrorists, meth-dealing white supremacists, then blows up the warehouse of meth and guns. Oh, it's just so dope. It's like when I talk about shit that gets me. Even though, like I say, it's so easy for my mind to quickly go to this nigga. It's just another Batman or a talent. But it's dope and I can relate to him. He's a superhero. Not even that. He's more of a vigilante. No superhero to him. Straight vigilante. In Chicago, no less. You know what I'm saying? And I like how they have this one page and it's six panels. You know what I'm saying? And it shows like the physical and mental, you know, consequence. It just shows how he's going through it. And I think it's a real thing and it's dope. Also, with a black man, it shows, you know, how like they show the nigga in the shower, you know, and they show the scars and stuff on him. And like one scene is him in the shower and you could tell his mind is just hurt. The stress from doing what he does. You know what I'm saying? Then the next scene is him stopping the dog shit out of a white supremacist with a fucking Confederate flag in the background. The next scene is him, you know, and it's like, you can tell he does it, but the nigga's mind, and it is it, dope. I thought that was a realistic thing. One thing I didn't like about this, but I get it. He got the drop on people. People got the drop on him a little bit too much for my taste, but I also get it. 
And then to be fair, niggas be getting the drop on Batman on some bullshit too. You know what I'm saying? The bad Joker will come up and hit that nigga with a fucking bag with a wrench in it. So I get it, you know. But other than that, besides the fact I think they discontinued this shit, no complaints. None at all. But I think my man's name is uh Nighthawk's name is I believe Raymond Kane. Is is he's a he's a rich businessman competing to buy killing fields in Chicago in hopes of restoring it. You know what I'm saying? Into something better. Which I think is ill as hell. Who does that? You know, and you can tell a brother wrote this. You know what I'm saying? White people ain't gonna be doing it like that. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, okay, so he has his own oracle, Nighthawk does. His thing is dope. He rides around on like a fucking um you know like how Green Goblin has his glider? It's just like that, but his has like an owl in the front of it. And that's another problem. I mean not a problem, if I had to nitpick, I wish he had something more originally his own. I'm cool with the glider. It just looks too close to the Green Goblin glider. But I guess it being in Marvel, anything of that nature would probably be called back to the Green Goblin or the Hobgoblin or the Demo Goblin or the Red Goblin, you know. But other than that, I just love it. He's got his own little um Oracle. It's a black lady. Um, you know, I, I kind of wish, I mean, I guess it sounds sexist as fuck. I wish they kind of draw it a look. Not, I mean, but I want to say look better or cuter, but. I mean, everybody don't look fucking visually appealing. You know, she is what she is. I'm not mad about her. I just think her lip look just goes from kind of, all right, being kind of, you know, uh, non exactly super girly to just, you know, but I don't know, different artists. But anyway, I think her character is really ill. I'm not exactly sure how they met, but from what I'm understanding, she was a criminal at one point. Now she works for him and he's got her going on the straight and or narrow. So, yeah, and she pops shit to him. So, basically, she's his Robin, but she's just not on the field with him. You know what I'm saying? And it's messed up that I'm going to be doing mad Batman comparisons because, I mean, no matter who has this character type, it's the Batman character type. We can talk about fucking Green Arrow, and it's pretty much Batman with Hawkeye upgrade. But his Oracle is named Tilda. I love her. She's really cool. They really need to make a movie with this. I know Marvel's hoping they want to use Michael B. Jordan. Have him be Nighthawk. Dog, have him be Nighthawk. And in the perfect world, we could get a time machine, a young Jada Pinkett to play Tilda. Oh, my God. That shit would be bananas, son. You know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, did I already say Nighthawk works in Chicago? I did, right? Yeah, I know I did. Oh, man, this comic has so many dope visuals they have one with my man nighthawk first of all i love it he's fucking killing cops whole comic crooked cops crooked cop after crooked cop nigga find people he's not even trying to bring people in he's just murking their ass it's like a black punisher i love it they got one scene where he's like on the top of this van these people are driving a van they try and get away he harpoons this dude from the outside of the van straight through the gut brings him up so the scene is like a nighthawk on the top of the van the side is cut out so you can see them inside. You know, it's like kind of see through the van, you know, x-ray kind of. But it's so dope because they're freaking out like, oh, man, what are we going to do? It just looks dope. I mean, the blood is kind of pinkish. I guess they didn't want to make it super graphic, but I get it. I'll take what I can get. Again, I can't say this. This just, man, this really should be a movie. I mean, you could put it in today and just how things is going, man. You got him fucking with the fucking uh, Trump supporters and all that shit, but I guess they probably ain't gonna do that shit because, you know, how they do the movies now and shit. But um, another thing I thought was interesting, I thought was really funny and stood out, they have a, a, a page 
where the good cop is spying on the bad cop and the bad cop is talking to like the person he works for in the whole conversation. They just, they giving out prime information. He's like, yeah, I think the good cops on to me. Well, you need to kill that motherfucker. Yeah. Da, 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 da. So they say all this shit and they part and they walk away and they don't know the good cop is far away watching them. And then like the last part of the page, you know, it's a good cop going, I really should learn how to read lips. It's funny because they just talked about killing him and agreed on it. And he had no idea. He just know they, you know, they met up. It's another thing I really enjoy, uh, the writing, just, just how people talk. It's real original to me. I like how, you know, Nighthawk, of course, he's a silent, strong type. I get it. You know, and again, it's just the whole Batman thing, or I guess you can go with how Wolverine is at times. It's a strong, silent type, you know, but I don't know. Maybe I'm biased, but it just, it just works. It's just very organic writing. It is, you can close, not close, but you can picture and hear these people's voices in your mind. You know what I'm saying? Um, hmm. Oh, yeah, of course. I love how pro-black this comic is, but it doesn't really come off as preachy. And even like how, you know, he, he drops knowledge and he's, you know, he because like one of the villains is a black guy. He's a black serial killer and he's killing all these people who profit off of black people's suffering. And he's torturing them and he's doing all this stuff. And then it's showing how, you know, the police are crooked and how the police are protecting the other crooked police. And it just shows a lot of this shit, but it's not super duper preachy. It doesn't have like, oh, man, they killed Reverend Reverend Cartwright. He was just only trying to organize the basketball game. You know, it wasn't it was just real. Kept it serious. I liked the tone. It didn't get preachy. They had a part when um, my man Nighthawk came down, stopped these two gangs from fighting. And it was dope as hell. Like, uh, he said, listen to me, all of you, you're killing each other over, uh, over land you don't own. You're dying in someone else's war. They want you to kill each other. Stop doing it. Stop giving them their victory for your blood. Another thing I think is dope, the relationship between Tilda and Nighthawk, because she don't give a fuck. She say whatever she wants to him. She said, boss, I got to tell you, I got love for you. Not the sexual kind, because honestly, you repulse me. In many ways. But right now, I got love for you. I thought that shit was real. You know, as mean as he is, and he's like, I don't, he don't, he don't, you know, he don't take shit from nobody. You know, he owns some black dynamite shit, you know, but the nigga loves his people. I like that shit. You know what I'm saying? So I know, I know a lot of people who would say the irony of me saying that nigga loves his people. But he do. <laughs> you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. Sorry, I offend you. Sleep deprived and buzz. So, yeah. If you got any problems, hit up my man Kale Conley. He vouches for everything I say. Fuck flat earthers. You guys can uh, take that up with him too. Only him, though. Don't bring me that shit. <laughs> Moving on. But yeah, instantly top 10 of all time characters. I fucking love this shit. And then just the end when he finds the guy who's been doing this shit. This rat bastard. Who's just been, you know, this white guy who's been doing all this shit, you know, and you think it's going to be because he's like after the super after the serial killer found him, he fucks him up. Nighthawk gets there, does what he has to do. So after he does everything to do, it's like, help me, help me, you know, blah, blah, blah. I know you're going to take me to jail. I think this shit is so dope. I'm spoiling it. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Oh, man, Nighthawk takes his mask off, sits down. And was like, ah, no, nah, I'm not going to take you to the police. I'm not going to help you. He said, help me, please. 
I'm just here to watch you die. And he sits there and watches him die. That is the illest shit ever. Oh my God, I love this shit, dog. Dog, it it, it may not be the best storyline ever, but definitely one of my favorites all time. I am seriously, personally pissed that no one has ever told me about this shit. David F. Walker, you are the fucking man. This is ill. I don't know why this shit didn't go on. I need to find out. Yo, I'm going to read all of this shit that I can. I heard that they redid this shit and had another Nighthawk or White Nighthawk. I don't know what it is, but this motherfucker I fucks with. Go out and buy the trade paperback. All this shit if you can find it. Um, I got to see if I can get me a fucking Nighthawk shirt made. You know what I'm saying? But yo, I'm going to leave it at this. Uh, It was a pleasure. I was definitely reviewing this comic. I love it. It was, um, I just, I wanted to read it twice before I reviewed it. Thank you all for listening. Of course, always, please like and subscribe. A podcast called Fresh. It's your favorite platform, iTunes, uh, Spotify, Google Play. Uh, anywhere where podcasts are casted, you can find a podcast called Fresh. You can go to hyphenpodcastgroup.com. We're also there. You can check out episodes and stuff like that. We have the Facebook group podcast called fresh also the facebook group hyphen podcast group where you find the collective of all of us doing what we do and talking shit and sharing and all of that so you may like me and you might go there and find you like something else you know what i'm saying a lot of podcasts there not as good as mine but a lot of podcasts there a lot of good podcasts so go there and check it out we also uh you know podcast called fresh on instagram podcast called fresh no 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 yeah 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 podcast called fresh on youtube and I think it's Miles Amadeus on Twitter. And again, the podcast called Fresh at gmail.com. Thank you all for listening. As always, remember, especially in times like now when you are quarantined, you're scared. Media got you bugging. You don't know what's going to happen. Hey, read a book, a novel, a manga, watch anime. Play Animal Crossing New Horizon, like I do. Or Pokemon Sword and or Shield. Thank y'all for the review for that. Side note, someone just traded me a fucking G-Max shiny Bulbasaur. That's what's up with that shit. But anyway, my name is Miles. I'm a Dez Prower. Also, I am Deku's dad. And this is a podcast called Fresh. Thank y'all for listening. Blurred up. Peace. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and comment. This has been a Hyphen Podcast Network production. They're the bestest. I'm getting paid an exposure. Boo bye.